to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and on today's episode of People Like Us, I am delighted to be joined by Elizabeth, known as Lisa Liang. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Thank you for joining. I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. My pleasure. So, as always, I would like to open the conversation by inviting you to tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in six countries. I was born in Guatemala, where my father's side of the family uh, lives and is from, and my mom's side is American. And my dad worked for Xerox, so they moved us from Guate to Costa Rica, and then the USA, and then Panama, and then the USA again, and then Morocco, and then Egypt, where I spent my high school years before moving back to the States for college. And I've been here ever since. Okay. That's a fair few moves, moves in there. Yeah. So from those, I'm going to ask, this might be a bit of a tricky question, but where would you say your fondest memories are of, of growing up in different countries? I'm lucky I have, I made friends almost everywhere. So uh, I have fond memories from each one, but I do feel the happiest time in my life was Panama. We were there for four years. That was the longest we ever were besides Egypt. And I was there from ages seven to seven, or like six to 10. And that's just a good time. You're, you're a kid. Everybody's kind of weird at that age. You're not worrying about being cool yet. Uh, and we were always swimming in the ocean and I had a best friend and it was just great. Nice. So how was that then? You say you had a best friend and then moving on to the US. What, what was that like? It was... Uh, I wonder how many TCKs can relate to this. It was ultimately hard, but it was exciting to be moving to the States. We had just, li we had lived there before Panama, but we'd spent four whole years in Panama. And as a kid, that's like 40 years. Yes. So it was this, you know, and we were going to uh, American international schools. So the USA was like the cool place to go to. We'd already lived there, but somehow going back to the States made it, was an exciting, cool thing. We were gonna to go to like the big rich country, um, which I guess mattered to me when I was 10. Um, and I knew I was going to miss my best friend very much, but I also just assumed I was gonna make other friends and have ad adventures. And then of course, it was a lot harder than <laughs> anybody who moves to the States can tell you. And, uh, and she was just such a wonderful, dear, dear, friend that um, she sort of became my standard uh, uh, just to, for friends in future. Like I, I was able to have best friend in high school who was also wonderful, but I realized how hard it is to make a best friend who's like a kindred spirit who completely accepts you as you are. Because I would have so-called best friends in practically every country, but there, then there's the, the real kindred spirit and that's different. Yes. So it was really, I feel very lucky to have had a friend like that as a kid. And yeah. were you able to stay in touch when you moved to the States? We did. We, we, we wrote back in those days, it was snail mail. And uh, we're okay. even in touch now a couple times a year, we'll email each other for our birthdays and stuff. So that's really nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So you mentioned it was a bit tricky moving to the US. Yeah. Um, so many TCKs know what this is like. It's it, you, you move to the US and um, in my case, because uh, I'm multiracial, multiethnic, uh, they didn't know what I was. At that when I when, when we lived there when I was little, I looked Asian enough for people to be asking me, what kind of Asian are you? That was the question that would come my way. Um, and we always lived in Connecticut, where there, which was in towns that were very homogenous. Mm -hmm. So I was very much othered. And then when I came back this time in the sixth grade, by then my looks had changed to be very obviously ethnic, but not which ethnicity. It was just, just ethnically ambiguous is what they call us. <laughs> so the question I was constantly getting is, what are you? Um, and because my first friends, the first students to be very kind and uh, uh, welcoming to me. The only ones were the black girls in my class who didn't even live in that town. That's how homogenous the town was. They were bussed in from another town. Um, and because I had friends who were black, I was originally asked, are you black by the white kids? Because they could not fathom being friends with and socializing with black kids unless you were black, because that's how socially segregated Westport, Connecticut was. Oh. Um, and then there was a yeah that that's all I tell this story in Alien Citizen which is my uh, solo show which is now a film um, uh, and it, I'll, I'll let I'll let the viewer or the listener watch that to see how that all transpired but moving to the states is hard because the first thing that come that the most race and racism is just everywhere and oh. now now the nation is having a reckoning uh, and has been having a reckoning for the last nine months or so. But uh, before that, it was very obvious while being denied by the majority. So uh, that's it's you sort of feel gaslighted a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and as a kid, you don't have any of the words or the vocabulary or the anything to be able to explain what it's like to be constantly othered. There's, you just you just want to fit in, and you're just trying to figure out what do I do to fit in. Oh, let me ask you, what, what did you do to try and fit in? Um, I was just a misfit. Uh, and then uh, I was just mostly just quiet and tried to do what, you know, TCKs do when we're first, when we're the new kid. We just, we're just automatically assessing and trying to figure out what the rules are. Mm. Not sitting there thinking, and now I shall figure out the rules. You just automatically, instinctively, are watching and listening and watching and listening and watching and listening and figuring out how things work in this new place. Uh, and I was pretty terrible at it because in at that time in, in that place, what seemed to be the number one thing was meanness. Yeah. And I didn't really know how to make myself mean. I don't know, you, you, you have to, you don't just become mean overnight. <laughs> So I mostly was just an awkward misfit. And then luckily, um, once my first friends dropped me because there was a horrible miscommunication, which I'll let you, your listeners see on Alien Citizen. Um, uh, I was able to make other friends. Um, so I had a group to have lunch with and hang out with and stuff. Oh, but I should say one of them had lived outside the USA two of them were Australian, so they weren't from the USA, and the one who was born and raised in the USA um, was uh, of a different socioeconomic class than 
our very wealthy roommates. So it was, we were all the misfits. Ah, so all the misfits hanging out together, bonding. But it was a good group. They were nice. They were nice kids. Yeah. So what was it like for you then? You mentioned you were in the USA, then Morocco, then the USA and Egypt and back to the USA. What was it like coming back each time to the USA after having time elsewhere? It was always rough. <laughs> you know, and part of it is also it's the passport. It's one of the two passport countries, right? Guatemala and the USA. And my mom's American. And we were going to almost always American international schools. So you're growing up with that curriculum. There's other American students. You've, your mom's American. So I felt <clears throat> American. And then I'd come back here and realize, oh, no, 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 no. This, it's... You may be an American expat, but you're not an American born and raised. It's a whole other thing. Um, so each time it would, it would be tough because there are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things about the USA. I wouldn't mm. live here if there weren't. But, but navigating stuff around race uh, and, and the sort of glut of, of possessions and excess you know like you go into a supermarket and there's an aisle full of pet food a city block long aisle full of pet food or if you go to get your favorite cookie and it happens to be oreo cookies nowadays i think there's like 14 different kinds it's just that that's it, it's hard to get used to at first it's sort of like ooh at first look at how much choice there is and then you think but why do you need 14 different kinds of Oreos. And it seems like everyone's taking that for granted. And pop culture is so important in the USA. What was on TV, because back then it was all television. Mm -hmm. What music was everyone listening to? Did you see that movie? It was highly important. More, more so than talking about, I don't know, ideas and books and something other than TV. So did you find then that you had something which we TCKs often talk about as those cultural gaps where people are talking about a particular TV show or some music hit or something that's out and you're kind of scratching your head going, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Did you have that? That absolutely happened. And also we weren't allowed when we were there um, during middle school, um, I, I'm younger than my brother by a year. So he was allowed to stay up until I think nine. So he could watch television shows that were on from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. But I couldn't. So I couldn't, even living there, I couldn't refer to the things that my friends could refer to because I was supposed to be up in my room, you know, if not asleep, at least in my room, not allowed in the TV room at eight. <laughs> so it just extended. It was like, I, I don't even, I'm, I'm even here. I could learn this stuff quickly, but I can't because I'm not allowed in the den. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So um, having lived in different places and feeling not like a local America in America, where would you say you feel the most foreign? I felt most foreign. We, I felt the most foreign uh, in Morocco because it was our first time living outside the Americas, and up until then, we thought we were super sophisticated, because by then we'd lived in you know four countries, and three of them were in Central America, but they're nothing alike. So we thought that we were really used to 
cultural differences. Well, cross an ocean. <laughs> cross an ocean from uh, Western civilization to North African, Northwestern African civilization, and it's quite different. <laughs> and uh, that was good for us to realize, nope, we are not sophisticated. We, we are going to have to really, really adapt and learn and try to educate ourselves and get accustomed to so many new things like the call of the Muezzin five times a day and men and women in, uh, in Morocco, they're called jalabas. So, you know, mm -hmm. what, what Westerners might call dresses, but that's not, you know, robes is yeah. probably closer to it. And, and seeing men hold hands on the street because they were friends. Um, and occasionally seeing women in burqas, which was very shocking at first. And uh, mm -hmm. just getting used to the vast cultural differences and, some, and speaking French, because we thought we were so cool because we spoke two languages and <laughs> no, and learned French and then was learning Arabic in school. And it was just, it was a, it was kind of a whirlwind. When I describe it to my husband, he says, it's a fever dream because it's, it's so many new things at once. And then I, we were only there a year and a half. So it really was just like dropped into wild. People can't see what I'm doing now. I'm using my hands a lot to show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being thrown into a whirlwind and then whoop out again. Right, right, yeah. So you mentioned you have um, an older brother, and one thing I've noticed with kids that grow up as TCKs within families that often their their view of their upbringing is quite different. How would you say it was for you and your brother? Um, yes, he's pointed out. Um, actually since he saw Alien Citizen that he didn't realize just how hard it was for girls and women anywhere in the world. We get mm -hmm. harassed by total strangers anywhere in the world. And this was very true. Uh, it seems to be even more in our teen years. I don't know if that's true. It just, that's when you're first most, that's when it begins or is most, well, yeah, I guess that's when it begins. So um, that was this exhausting constant reality if, if i stepped foot outside onto a sidewalk on a street then i was going to be insulted and or sexually harassed mm. uh, by total strangers and grown men when i was 12 you know through 17. Yeah. and it happens in the states and it's ha happened in europe we'd go to europe and i think oh it'll be i would foolishly uh biasedly i know that's not a word think it'll be better because now we're going to be in europe it was not it happened in Europe too. It's just there's no, there's no getting away from that. Um, so it was. I'm gonna come right out and say it was harder for me in that sense. Yeah. Um, and we also had different perspectives on it. Like for him, just being the new kid, which is a lot, was what was hard. And he'd sort of go into his shell, read a lot, and then after a year in the country, he he come out of his shell and, and, and be able to socially manage stuff. And for me, it was because of the harassment and also because I think I dealt with more racist stuff than he did in the States. Those were the added stressors that I just wished would go away. If I had just been new, I felt that, that I could have handled that. Mm. But there was other stuff that made it more stressful. Mm, let's see. So when, 
moving on from sort of growing up, what would you say the impacts, if any, your TCK upbringing, upbringing has had on your career choices? Oh, I think it's so much. I mean, my mom's an actor, so I, I she did a professional and community theater acting wherever we live. So that was just in the family, having someone mm -hmm. who loved the theater and, and, and all of that. But tons of actors uh, are TCKs or were domestic nomads. So we it's comfortable for us to step into a situation in which we have to play someone else. <laughs> you get to you know, be in someone else's shoes and be around this whole group of people who are all working on one thing together um, with a common vision and you become a family and then it's over and you disperse and you may never see each other again. Or you'll run into each other but you don't keep in touch necessarily and you don't forge fast friendships most of the time. And that's normal. That's how you grow up as a TCK. Yep. <laughs> you know, quick sort of intimate, quick intimate experiences, and then it's gone. Mm. Um, so, and also being able to grow up hearing different languages and learning them and hearing different uh, idioms and dialects and, and, and seeing different kinds of uh, body language that mean different things in different places was great training for acting because uh, that's what we have to do as actors is embody different characters. So it was, it was a really, I, I, I think it was everything. Uh, I don't know that I would have been an actor if, even if my mom's an actor, I don't know if I would have been one if we lived in one place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna come to your film in just a moment, but I wanna to touch quickly on something that you mentioned there about family with growing up. So with the living in different places, were you able to have um, close relationships with extended family? Uh, yeah, we were um, close with our Guatemalan side, especially my grandmother, my dad's mom, um, because we always went back for Christmas every year. So it was, a, it was the only constant touchstone that didn't change because my mom's side of the family, we'd see almost every year for the summers, but they moved from Boston to a suburb. And then my mom's sisters lived in different states. So we were sort of visiting different places versus uh, Guatemala. It was always the same houses in the middle of the city, in the middle of the capital, you know, it was mm -hmm. just the same. And also they're Latin. So there's just this um, effusive, uh, deeply warmly embracing part of the culture that family is number one and kids are loved. They like kids in Latin America. So you just would, we'd, we'd arrive and just feel so embraced and loved. It used to be we'd arrive in the airport and the entire family, all of them, extended cousins, uncles, aunts, everybody would be at the airport to greet us, which I realize now is extraordinary. Nobody gets that. They get it like the one time they come back because they've gone away from their country once. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who gets that every year for years. Um, so that was, you know, they're all going to meet you at the airport. You that then you're going to feel close to them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, sure. right. And then the American family, who are you know, wonderful people. They, you know, they don't do that. <laughs> they're not Latin. They're not all going to. And also, they all lived in different states. Like they couldn't do it. Um, 
and it's just a different feeling. It's that 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 sort of being enveloped in love is a is a Latin thing. I know there's other cultures that absolutely do that too, mm -hmm. um, but it's not so common in New England. <laughs> As you describe it, though, I I can almost feel the embrace that you describe of you know landing at the airport, and I, I sense there's a real sort of feeling of belonging there, which. Yeah of course, leads me to my next question is, where do you feel at home? Oh, uh, it's not a place. It's a, I always say, um, I'm not from a place, I'm from people. So mm -hmm. my husband is my home and um, my parents and brother were my home when I was growing up and they're still, I still feel like they, that's home whenever we're together. Um, and then I'll, I'll feel, you know, your family, you've known them your whole life, your extended family, usually. So when I see, you know, uncles and aunts and cousins from both sides of my family, I'll, I'll have that feeling a little bit of, I don't know, it's just that, that familiarity of we've known, you have known me my whole life. <laughs> um, but again, that's people versus a place. I've been in LA a thousand years. So it, it, it but I still hesitate to say it's home home just because it's so sprawling <laughs> like our neighborhood sure because we've been here for years but LA is huge so if I go to a part of town that I'm normally not in uh, it, it, it's, it's sort of like going to a, another town uh -huh, uh -huh. so very much about the people rather than the actual place yeah You mentioned earlier your film, Alien Citizens, which I have to say I've watched and very much enjoyed. Tell me how that came to be. That came to be because I, I, I had sort of been toying with the idea of, of creating a solo show, but I just kept not doing it. And then my brother sent me this call for submissions of essays by, about, and for people who grew up in different countries. And I thought, oh, if I write an essay about creating this show, I will be forced to create the show. <laughs> so I wrote this essay. And the so-called excerpts of the show and the essay were the first things I ever wrote for the show. Um, and, then, uh, and then I kept working on it on and off, on and off, and finally took a master class, six month long master class to actually finish a completed performable draft and just kept taking the next step like, okay, now I've got a draft, now I have to produce it. And okay, now I'm performing it. Let's see if I have to have to cancel a show. Oh, never had to cancel a performance or the run. Well, let's see if I can take it to a festival in New York. Oh, it's happening. Oh, well, let's see if I can tour it in the colleges, universities, and international schools. And 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 I did. It it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I toured it for six years in the US and around the world. Brilliant. And for any listeners that haven't come across your film or haven't watched it can you sort of give a bit of an overview to entice them into give it a watch yes i'm happy to thank you it's a i will say it's a funny and poignant uh film of the solo show but very well uh directed and edited so you're not sitting there watching a static video of someone on a stage because that would be deadly it's it's a properly put together kind of like if you watch the national theater live but with more special effects and sound effects and all that stuff, uh, different multiple camera angles, et cetera. Uh, and it's about how I grew up in six countries and, and the, one of the log lines is who are you when you're from everywhere and nowhere. And 
even though during this conversation, I've been talking about the things that were hard <laughs> about being at TCK, I want to say that there were wonderful, glorious things about growing up that way. And uh, ultimately, that's the, the conclusion I draw in the show. The, the things that were hard were harder because most TCKs don't get to acknowledge them, which is true for kids in general. Who, who walks around as a kid or teenager and is encouraged to talk about the things that are hard about their life. Like that's pretty rare in general. TCKs just have other stressors. Mm. Um, but once I was able to express those things, um, then I was able to see how extraordinary, extraordinarily lucky I was. Um, and it's now on film and uh, you can see it. At, uh, you can either see it on DVD or stream it online at aliencitizensoloshow.com. Solo, alien and I, I love the humor in the, in the show as well. There's, you. As you mentioned, you know, that there are challenges, there are stresses with having a nomadic upbringing, um, but being able to draw out the humor and really focus on the fun stuff and, and the benefits of this rich upbringing that we've had is, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for watching it. My pleasure. So I'm gonna ask you, um, what's often a very sort of dreaded question. How do you respond when you're asked the, the classic, where are you from? I have gotten, the, the creating of that show of Alien Citizen really helped me with this. So I urge everyone to, to express creatively your life if you're a TCK, because it becomes a non-issue. Now I just say, oh, uh, I was born in Guatemala and grew up in a lot of countries because my dad worked for Xerox. And then I let people ask more if they want to ask more, you know, but I, it, there's no, none of that tension or weight or dread or hope or any of that. There's none of it. I just, you know, quick like that. And then they can ask me more if they want to. And there's a lot of younger people who don't know what Xerox is. So I'll, I'll say my dad worked for a company that moved us around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's great. And I, I, I'm sure that will provide comfort to many people out there that are listening because so often we have that sort of pre-prepared Rolodex of, you know, catalog of answers. So yep. do I give the one word answer? Do I give the long answer? Do I give the condensed version? Oh my yep. goodness, how many brain calories am I using up to try and decide which, which response to give? So that's yep. succinct. Yep. This is what I say, listen and, you know, sit and see what you get back. That, that's good. It's, yeah, I, I highly recommend if you, if, you, if you express creatively and tell your story, it, the whole thing just becomes so much easier to deal with afterwards. For sure. So um, living in LA, I, I'll admit I haven't been there, but I gather it's a pretty diverse city. Would you say that's one of the things that's um, encouraged you to say, stay in one place for as long as you have? I, I actually, honestly, it was pursuing an acting career that did it. Uh -huh. um, it's just as hard as everyone says it is. Yep. Um, it takes much longer than anybody wants it to. And my feeling was always my foot's not fully in the door enough. You know, I can't move until I'm I'm more established um, because I would have loved 
want to have lived in Manhattan, although everyone who actually lives there says, don't do it. It's too expensive. It'll kill you. But, but whenever I visit, I'm just like, oh, I love Manhattan. Um, so so that it was really more that and I fell in love. And uh, I had when I was growing up, I remember thinking I will never move for a man. I will never move countries or cities for a man. But what I didn't realize is that I might stay <laughs> in a city and country for a man. And it was a combination of like pursuing acting and, and just feeling like I can't go yet until I've made more of a name here. And also because it is diverse, uh, it, there's tons of people who grew up in different countries and who are of many different backgrounds, et cetera, and ethnic racial backgrounds, although it's still noticeably segregated in ways that that I came here from Manhattan and spent the summer in New York after college and I've never liked that about LA so I'm really happy that in my neighborhood it's not like that my my neighborhood is is really really inclusive um and I also stayed because I was in love and uh you know <laughs> beautiful thing yeah <laughs> Lisa, as always, these um, podcast episodes fly by and I'm aware we're almost out of time. I do like to end them on a positive note. And in that, would you like to describe one of the best things about being a TCK? <clears throat> it's hard to beat having friends uh, in different parts of the world if you have the good fortune to have made friends it's just hard to beat that feeling when you're young of making a new friend yeah. you know maybe even having a circle of friends like a circle of friends and you have parties or you gather or whatever it is you do socially and and then getting a letter from them later and seeing that postmark and and the stamp and and knowing I, I i have people i have people around the world and it may or may not last and i know not everyone is able to make friends everywhere or anywhere because of certain situations so i'm not saying that's a a, a universal thing but it was true for me and i you know the older i get the luckier i realize i was <laughs> yeah 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 I, I remember the waiting by the letterbox and getting the letter and with the stamp from some foreign place which was always exciting and oh my friend still likes me yep yep exactly <laughs> i haven't disappeared yes yeah. yes yeah. lisa it's been a pleasure thank you so much for your time today my pleasure thank you thank you i really appreciate it and uh, i really appreciate you having this podcast for sure thank you Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.